The Kutzesich is volume 15, the fifth Sicha on Vayetze. The title of this article on the Sicha is The Dichotomy of Elon. Jacob, in preparing for war, has strategically divided his camp into two camps, crossing them over the Yabok River, only to then realize that he had to go back, as the verse says, and Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. Two of the many explanations upon this is, number one, from the Talmud in Cholin, Rabbi Leza says he remained to collect some small pictures that had been left behind. And their second teaching is, from the Medrash, Rabbi Barachia said, in the name of Rabbi Shimon, Simon, there is none like God, but who is like God? It is Yeshurun Israel the Elder. Just as the Holy One, blessed be He, it is written, in his regard, the Lord alone will be exalted. So too with Jacob, Jacob remained alone. Question. It is taught that all the explanations on a single verse and how much more so on the same word are all interconnected. How is this so in our case, when seemingly the two explanations are antithetical? The Talmud explanation speaks of the word levado alone being read as likado for his picture insignificant possessions, while the Medrash speaks of the ultimate exaltation to be experienced only on that day, which of the Lord alone. Question part two. So too we find concerning the 19th of Kislev, the new year of Hasidus. Rabbi Isaac Halevi Horowitz, known as the Shlot, teaches that all the holidays of the year, including those that were established after the passing of Moses, meaning the completion of the five books of Moses, are hinted to in the Torah portion coinciding with the week of the year. Hence, the holiday of the 19th of, of Kislev, which is either in the week or blessed by the Shabbat of our Parshat Vayishlach, is hinted to within this Torah portion. Here, too, we find the seemingly antithetical explanations as to why the teachings of Hasidus was revealed specifically to the latter generation and not to the Talmud. I quote you the Talmud, the early generations are characterized as sons of angels, but only to us. And the two reasons given is, one, due to the depths of the double darkness of the later generations, especially our generation of the heels, footsteps of Mashiach, therefore we need this great light of the teaching of Hasidus empowering us to overcome this deeper darkness. The second reason is based on Rabbi Isaac Luria Darizal teaches upon the verse of the Shabbat Musaf services, those who taste it will merit life. He teaches that this is the reward for one should taste the food cooked for Shabbos on Friday. So too, as we are in the sixth millennium since creation, we are to taste on Friday of the Shabbat foods of the revelation of the interior of Torah of the Shabbat millennium, which is Mashiach, that will be taught in its entirety by Mashiach. Hence, according to the first explanation, the revelation of the teaching of Hasidus was due to the lowly state of the later generations, as that of Jacob's insignificant pictures. While according to the second reason, it is due to the exaltedness of this era being Friday afternoon after midday, as Jacob's exaltedness of the Lord alone will be exalted. Explanation. On the 19th of Kislev began the process of, quote, when your wellspring shall spread forth to the outside. 
with the emphasis here being one, the wellspring itself, and not just the waters of the wellspring leaving the wellspring and flowing to the outside, and two, to the outside, the furthest of outsides, and C, in a fashion of spread forth, in the ultimate fashion in which every part of outside is saturated with the wellspring itself. In other words, it is the ultimate unification between the wellspring itself and the outside in which they both become one. Now, within Torah, it began with Torah study itself. Prior to Rabbi Shneir Zalm of Liadi, the Alter Rebbe, there were great sages who were great scholars in both the hidden and the revealed domains of Torah. While their studies of the hidden Torah most definitely influenced his understanding of the revealed Torah, nevertheless, the two domains of the Torah remain as two separate domains. The Alter Rebbe, however, united the wellspring of the hidden Torah itself with the outside of the revealed Torah. So to within the Jewish soul. Being that the Zohar states there are three levels bonded with each other, which are God, Torah, and Israel, in which Israel is bonded with the Torah. And hence, just as it exists in the Torah, does it exist in Israel. Meaning that within the Jewish soul, there is the wellspring itself, the transrational faith of the hidden domain of the soul, and the, remil- the revealed domain of the soul's intellect and emotions. And of old is it that the hidden soul's faith affects the revealed soul's paradigm and feelings. However, the Alter Rebbe brought about that a person's very transrational faith and transrational obedience becomes itself descended into and become the person's rationale, paradigm, and perception. So too within the Jewish nation. As it is within the microscopic individual Jew, so it is with the macroscopic Jewish nation. The wellspring of our people, the head of the children of Israel, who serves as, I quote you from Tanya, head and brain, while teaching and guiding the outside, all of Israel, remained isolated within their own four cubits of holiness, in which the wellspring, the head of the children of Israel, and the outside, all of Israel, would be two separate identities. However, in the Alter Rebbe's path of service of spreading forth the wellspring outside brought the wellspring itself, the Rebbe, to the outside where they saw the poverty, as the Talmud says that poverty only refers to the intelligence of the outside, their people, and then speak to the pauper in the pauper's language. Deeper than this, being that the wellspring itself much re- must reach to the entirety of the outside, thus the Rebbe must be given over not only to the spiritual, but also to his people's physical needs as well. Now, within the world, being that the Torah is the soul of the world, therefore the 19th of Kislev effect on the Torah also created this effect within the world. Previously, the world of its own could only connect and perceive only the level of divinity, the divine name Elohim, that clothes itself within the world, vivifying and sustaining it. Meaning that one could only through concentration upon the world's existence would perceive that there is a master to this palace. However, not the divine name Havaya, meaning as to who, what is God unto himself beyond being the creator of the universe.
Therefore, even though through the happening of miracles there was the revelation of divine name, Havaya, nevertheless it was the experience of Havaya's disrupting and not the transformation of nature itself. While Hasidish brought about that within world itself there be the revelation of Havaya. Hence, in the teaching of Hasidus, there are intellectual explanations in which, with metaphors of the way things are in the world, we get to understand transnatural Havaya revelations. Note, this offers us insight to the wording of the Altus Rebbe's letter that the redemption of the 19th of Kislev was in the fashion of God marveled, made wondrous, and magnified to do in the land. Now, in God's running the world, we find two ways with three sub- subdivisions in the latter. Number one, the water, the ways of Mother Nature, in which we find not any revelation of God's presence, and this is the way of the divine name of Elohim. It seems to be all a system natural. Now, level 2a. Divine providence in which the hand of God within the laws of Mother Nature is apparent. This is the way of the divine name of Avaya in its state of smallness. In miracles, this means miracles clothed within Mother Nature in which we can choose to not see the miracle. For example, the miracle of Purim in which we can say it's a coincidence that Esther, a Jewess, became queen and then saved the Jewish people. Now, the next stage of miracles to be divine providence in which the hand of God above and beyond the laws of Mother Nature is apparent. This is the way of the divine name of Havaya in its state of magnified greatness. However, here too, the magnified is within the realm, the quality of the smallness. Only that quantity of this quality is magnified. Meaning, this is revealed miracles which still have a hold within the laws of Mother Nature. For example, the miracle of Joshua conquering Jericho, in which after the miraculous collapse of Jericho's walls, nevertheless, Israel still had to wage a war to conquer Jericho. And then there is the third level, 3C, I'm sorry, 2C, wondrous, in which the experience is one of miracles marveled completely in separation altogether from the laws of Mother Nature. This is the way of the divine name of Havaya in its state of marveled, wondrous. These are the wondrous miracles which have absolutely no hold within the laws of Mother Nature. For example, the miracle of King Hezekiah in which King Hezekiah said to God, I quote to you, I have the power neither to kill nor to pursue nor to recite song. Rather, I will sleep in my bed and you, God, will do so. And he won the war. This is the meaning of the Altrebbe's words, God marveled and magnified to do in the land concerning the miracle of the 19th of Kislev. On the one hand, the miracle of the 19th of Kislev was a revelation of not only beyond the divine name of Avaya, smallness and magnified, but of marveled the wellspring itself. While on the other hand, this took place in the land, spread forth outside. It happened through and within the czar's government.
Now, the capacity of Hasidus to unite as one, the hidden and the revealed of the Torah, even though the Torah itself divides them as two separate parts, come from the Alter Rebbe drawing down the essence of the Torah, being that Hasidus is the Yechida, essence of the soul of the Torah. For the separation division within Torah only exists within the expression of Torah, in which each different expression is a different and separate individual category of its own. However, in the essence of Torah, which is the one and only essence to both the hidden and the revealed, and hence can unite as one all parts of the Torah. Similarly, Hasidus' capacity to unite the hidden and the revealed of the Jewish soul comes from its drawing down the essence of the Torah, which in turn causes the revelation of the Yechida essence of the soul, which then brings the unity of all the parts of the soul as one. In our spiritual service to God, this manifests itself in our encompassing faculties of faith and obedience, saturating our internal faculties of intellect and emotions. For the essence of the soul is the one and only essence to both our encompassing and our internal faculties. So too concerning the macroscopic being of all the Jewish people, the Rebbe, of the children of Israel is close by and united with all of Israel because the all-encompassing general Yechida essence of the soul of the entire Jewish people have brought into revelation on the 19th of Kislev. And likewise, concerning the world, in the realm of the expression and revelation of the infinite light, there can be only unity between the Havaya's wondrous miracles and Alekenu's laws of Mother Nature, definition of the world. It is only through, it is only through the essence of God, blessed be He, which is the true existence of everything, both of Alekenu's world of nature and Havaya's transnatural infinite experience, can the revelation of divinity and the concealment of creation be united as one. Now, the concept of spreading forth the wellspring itself to outside, in which the wellspring and the outside become one, expresses itself distinctly when the wellspring spreads forth to the outside that is not only not a vessel for the wellspring, but that it is not capable of becoming a vessel for the wellspring. For it is only through the revelation of the essence of the wellspring, being the essence of the true existence of all creation, including the creation which is not capable of being a wells, a vessel to the wellspring, that makes possible for the wellspring to saturate, become one with, and transform even this outside, which is incapable of becoming a, wes- a vessel to the wellspring. Now we have the answer Thus, we now understand the connection between the two antithetical explanations as to why Hasidus revealed itself in the later generations. Number one, to combat the ultimate darkness of these generations, and two, to serve as the, those who taste it will merit life of the taste, the food cooked for Shabbos on Friday of Mashiach's Shabbos millennium of the sixth millennium after midday. Because the revelation of the essence of the Torah, a taste of the food of Mashiach's millennium, is expressed specifically in its capacity to transform the latter generation's ultimate darkness into light. Which leads us to the answer part two. So too, the connection between the two antithetical explanations of and Jacob remained alone. One, Jacob went back for his insignificant pictures. And two, Jacob experienced the greatest heights 
of the Lord alone will be exalted on that day. For it is specifically through the refinement of the most insignificant lowliness, the small pictures, in the ultimate darkness of the world, that the Lord alone will be exalted on that day is apparent and experienced. Being that Lord alone, the essence of the true existence of all creation is where the existence of the ego, the ultimate darkness of the world, is not a contradiction to the oneness, the Lord alone of God. Deeper than this, to the essence of the true existence of all creations, the creation's I am ego is but in truth the I am of the essence of God.